Welcome to Peculiar Objects, the only podcast to ever lose the Pepsi challenge. I am your coked out CEO who thought a new version of our cola recipe would make millions of dollars, Anthony Moore. With me are two people who probably have stronger opinions of cola than I do. Uh, I am one baby Carlton Banks with magnificent dance moves, uh, Nigel Collins, playing a.k.a. Audie uh, in this amazing campaign. And I, for my part, am uh, old CW, your mystic knight of the Oingo Boingo, uh, here to play Kit Russell, Jr. Lawman and Marshall of Spencer's Folly and Surrounding Environs. Also, a uh, fan of uh, Moxie Nerve Tonic and Celery Soda, when you can find it. <laughs> uh, have you ever tried, uh, what's that, Fizz something, Rocket Fizz? I think they have Celery Rocket. Soda there. Oh, they not. got a ton of stuff over there. It's it's like an old-timey soda shop. Uh, this is a very special episode of Peculiar Objects today, people. We have a guest star on this podcast today. Uh, so, introduce us, uh, mystery guest star. Hello, my name is Max Matta. I'm a pepper, and I was born in the horror section of a Hollywood video. Bravo. Oh, interesting. I was born in the kids section of a of a blockbuster. <laughs> I was going to say, Max, I think that explains the slight harmonic dissonance you and I have always had is that you were the Hollywood video and I was the blockbuster. Mm-hmm. It's not that we're, yeah, we're, we're complementary, not contradictory. So I think once we find the, uh, the right frequency, we'll be all right. I oh, know. I said the sunset video in the mall, I think is the middle, but be- the middle between us. Right. Exactly. Uh, we combine our forces against them. <laughs> yeah, we used to have the best selection of uh, Japanese candy ever. Anyways, uh, this is Peculiar Objects, <laughs> the podcast that aims to recreate your favorite 80s TV, uh, not TV show, yeah, TV shows and movies. Yeah. Mm. Also, I love how we were just like, fuck movie gallery, we're not even bringing them up. <laughs> I was going to say, I was I, I was like the abandoned baby existed. in a popcorn video. First off, first off, movie gallery existed like in that twilight year between Hollywood video closing down and then all video shops closing down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It, it built itself in the, the dead remains of Hollywood video. and That's true, like a hermit crab. <laughs> <laughs> and and it didn't last. Anyways, uh, you all know these kind of uh, TV shows because I talk about them every week. Uh, if this is the first time you're listening to this episode, why are you listening to episode nine? Go <laughs> back and listen to choices. the other eight episodes. Actually, go be this smart. Is episode ten. This is episode ten, ten right? We're to episode episode 10. ten. Go be Tony smart. Needs go, to back. go back and even, listen to even, them. Even if uh, you've already listened to all these episodes a hundred times, go back mm-hmm. and listen to them right now. We'll give you some time. Give you a moment. So, uh, you know, movies like uh, Goonies, movies like uh, Monster Squad, movies like Gremlins, movies like... Uh, the Last Star... I got it. The Last, the last Starfighter. Starfighter. Absolutely. That is a, a kids on bike adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a new one. That's a, that's a really yeah. good one. Freaking love it. Flight of the Navigator. Also a fantastic yes. movie. Yes. Terrifying. Okay. So... Uh, normally, I, as your narrator, I'm going to I do story hooks introductions. Today, we have a special guest, another special <laughs> guest. Uh, I'm going to introduce a man named Jeff, who is the foremost so scholar right. on the happenings of Spencer's Folly, who's going to give you a little bit of uh, background information on the town. So, uh, Jeff, whenever you're ready, please uh, lead us in. The people of town would have you believe that this is a mundane town, 
with ominous words, but don't be fooled, like the jocks who play dress-up. Spencer's Folly is the four corners of Spook Central. Our maid plane borders the angelic planes, the horrible hells, and what few believe is the portal to Zebrish Nebula, where the four-armed women of Plessa were constantly looking for male suitors who, Hey, pal, can I get some help over here? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, I'll have to get tell you more later. Thank you, Jeff. All right. So where we last left off, uh, you guys had gone to the Benevolent Order of Beavers, Damn Zero. Uh, you guys got a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys learned of and also the physically final... assaulted by an older by by a grown not man. Physically assaulted, he grabbed the cuff of your shirt and okay. threw a hissy fit and a bunch of and I have of pockets of full of friend. chicken. Okay, what? sorry. Good, no, no. Good, good to know that you think a grown man grabbing a teenager <laughs> by his collar is acceptable behavior. Glad to know that's 80s. that's an, that's nineteen yeah. eighties. Yeah. Oh, okay. If it was okay in the eighties, it's okay forever. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, after you guys, uh, you learned some uh, valuable information about the formation of the beavers. You found Correct. out that uh, the reason that their buildings are called dams are to keep the evil from flowing into the town like a river, uh, much right. like dams do in water-based rivers. Uh, you guys talked to a few other people worlds. in. You guys water talked to world. a few other people in the dam. Uh, they revealed to you the final words of Jonathan Spencer, founder of Spencer's Folly. Super gross. Do you guys remember what those words were? He is awake. We, we must, must end. end. Gabba. Gabba hey. And then I wrote Massachusetts, but that might be a different note. Massachusetts, he came, they came from ah, the Massachusetts right. yeah. area. Okay, so, uh, you guys have left the, the dam. You guys are full going. Of chicken. Yeah, so you guys are much full chicken. chicken. Full of happy. Uh, you suggested to Adi that you guys are going to go and check the new releases. So you yeah. guys head to Spencer Folly's uh, favorite number one video store. Max, what is the name of the movie uh, gallery thing that you work at? I almost said parking in the rear, but that would just make it a porno theater. <laughs> right. Um, How about The Real McCoy, but R-E-E-L? <laughs> I like it. Oh, yeah, sure. Three, go for two, it. one, cannon. The the real Max, I definitely, I, I did not mean to steal your nomenclature thunder there. I was just throwing stuff out, man. If you have a better idea, by all means, go for it. Oh no, no, it's all good. Okay, cool. I like the idea though, um, of the parking in the rear is the bigger sign than the real. <laughs> yeah, yep. So that's why. I <laughs> oh, no, that's confused. what everyone calls it. That's what yeah, everyone knows it as. It's the sign on the back. It's the shortcut to the porn section. There you go. <laughs> oh, there's, there there's, is. and there is definitely a porn section in this video store because all video stores in the 1980s had them. That red curtain, yep. except Blockbuster. Man, the PTA is not running a tight ship, right? Or they are. You guys arrive. Uh, you guys arrive to the real McCoy, the only video shop in Spencer's Folly. Um, you guys enter. Under a flickering light, you spot two, you two spot a gangly creature that turns to you with an oozing face and states, Can I help you? What, uh, Jeff! Uh, oh, sorry about that, fellas. What can I do for you? Jesus! No, Jeff. Oh, uh, uh, oh, Kit, Audie, I-, I couldn't recognize you without my glasses. Oh, that's fair. Jeez, I barely recognize you. Some of those jocks recently threw them into the bushes. What about oh, the jerks? No. If you if you find them, please return them to me. <laughs> I go outside and check the bushes. Uh, you find nothing. Oh no! 
sad. What if the jocks needed them to read, though, and that's why they're bad at academia? Or they're just practicing their throwing ability, because they're jocks. Sad. Throw glasses into the sun. (laughs) Well. So, Jeff. We we have come into possession uh, of some information regarding certain happenings in this town. Uh, Tell me, are you aware of any... uh, Glance around. Glance around. Are you aware of any midnight madness showings? Also wink, glances wink. around. Yeah, uh, trans transpiring recently. Do I know that midnight madness is like anything specific, or do I think it's? Well, a when movie? he says when he says midnight madness, you know he is referring to midnight gatherings going on in the town. Yeah. Well, there's the the posers that usually you know the jocks that like to play dress up and stuff like that, but right. Larpers. I wouldn't say no, no. It wasn't Larpers. Those guys are cool. I see them on Saturday. I'm pretty sure I saw Dave and Linda Larper there. Shame. They're pretty regulars. Could you be talking about those jocks potentially? I I believe there was at least one jock in attendance. Yes. Okay. Well, suffice it to say, it has come to our attention that uh, large forces are at work here. Uh, there's a large production starting up here in town. Uh, a a big, big name director uh, is uh, Casey, coming to town. Yes, wait. Sir. I'm going to I'm gonna have to put my director's shoes on right now. Sure, you wouldn't know means. this nomenclature. You don't watch movies. No, but Eddie's, so... but Eddie's been helping me. I'm learning stuff. No. Uh, you need to leave the movie references to Adi. You've established okay. in episode two that then I'll just openly discuss know. the supernatural. <laughs> well, that's that's and here's what I really want you. He is your supernatural guy. That's the right. only thing you guys talk to. You guys talk about being supernatural buddies, Nerds, or whatever. Right. Like, uh, Adi goes and does his video thing, but mm-hmm. he's right. not the video store guy to you. He's the foremost expert on the supernatural. Right. In, he's the guy I can talk town. about the latest, the latest edition of the Folly in Times, and like what the what the sleep right. stack like, mating like, migration yeah. pattern yeah, is like yeah, this year. Yeah, or like 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 uh, how the the society of mole men living under the town is doing. Like you're going right. to speak frankly to him, not the mole manic society. Your, and you're going to speak frankly to him because in your mind. You guys are peers in in yeah. this ever changing world. Okay. Okay. Oh sure. Uh, yeah, I, I was just trying to avoid like openly discussing possibly dangerous information. Uh, uh, yeah. But meanwhile, meanwhile, I was gonna say meanwhile, Adi's gonna uh, lurk through the aisles, making sure that there's no one else in the in the the video rental store. God, he's okay. so good at this. He needs a raise. Good. I'm gonna start paying him uh, in money. <laughs> so, uh, Casey, if you could like. Pretty much ask him what you've been asking, but ask him in normal sure. language. I'd appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> so, Jeff, there was a midnight gathering in yonder town square. A ritual of some kind was performed. It was not in accordance with any kind with which I am familiar. It was completely strange to me in a language I have never seen the lack of. Uh, a blue fire transpired, and I've been asking some questions around the general consensus from the children who were there, uh, most or all of whom appear to be children of the Benevolent Order of Beavers, although I don't know that all of them are involved, but all of the children involved seem to be their descendants. That's well as the uh, PTA! 
The, or the PTA. Thank you, Audie. Thank you. See, this is what you got it. You got it. He's my secondary brain is what he is. Um, something is awakening in the plutonic timber in the deep, deep woods. And it's related to the disappearance of a, of a little town girl, uh, called Carla Figueroa. Also, do you have Raiders of the Lost Ark in yet? Uh, yeah, do you have Raiders? Do you have Raiders in? Uh, check it under R if you might want to check under I for indie. Okay, thank you, Jeff. Yeah, he told me that's a good one. I've been real excited about that. He told me some Nazis get their faces melted off, and that's all this citizen needs to hear. Oh, no. uh, uh, Kit, knowing you, you're going to absolutely love it. it. It's got your adventuring. It's a swashbuckler, but set more in the Ooh. 40s. It, it's it's all you. I a good buckle of swash. Oh, yes, please. I'll have to let you know what I think. Okay, so Max, uh, Casey yes. has pretty much hit every single point that I put on that list for you at once. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so, Dude, uh, you told me to be <laughs> frank and forthright. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting irritated at you, but no, I, know. I, I'm just I pretty so much good. called everything you were going to say. I just figured you were going to take it step at a time. Uh, nope, so, tried to do that. Fuck didn't that. work. <laughs> this motherfucker is a marshal. He knows what's up. Right to the point. No, I'm not, like I said, I'm not irritated. Uh, no, Max, no, no, I'm totally fine, I'm totally fine. Have I seen anyone yet in the movie, I keep wanting to say theater, the video store? No, Drome. no. It's, it's just it's, the three of us? It's Friday, like the town, there's not that very many people in the town. Mm-hmm. Most of the people are at the, the chicken fry right now. Gotcha. Uh, Adi, you do have that piece of wood mm-hmm. uh, that you took from the woods that you should show. I'll bring it um, to him after he's kid, talking, or will it help time. when he's talking about it? Like, is he going to say something, and then I'll be like, I have wood, and then, like, I'll help? Or <laughs> no, just, <laughs> like, at one point, you'll bring it up, like, you're, you're Audi, so you're just going to chime and interject whenever you see fit, because that's kind of the role you've been playing. Okay, after I find Raiders, got it. The thing that you have to understand about the platonic timbers is the fact that Although there's a lot of spooky stories going on there, and yes, I did hear about the girl, and that's pretty dang tragic. There's there's only been forty cases in all these years of these only children, uh, these children disappearing. But Kit, and I know you're the good doer. You don't want anything to happen bad happen to anybody. But the thing is, statistically speaking, the numbers don't lie. It is safer here than most major cities. These people may disappear, but at the end of the day, the numbers are less. Casey, um, there have been 40 missing children's cases in the town since its founding. <laughs> so since the 1700s, there have been only 40 children that have missed. 40 cases. Okay, so 40 cases in the last several hundred years. Yeah. Yes. Keep on All going right, back. and this is considered acceptable by monsters. Go on. <laughs> the one thing, the one thing that you would find interesting though, and this is incredibly interesting, is there are no reported cases of anyone entering those woods willingly ever returning. We're talking none. Zilch. Nada. If you walk into those woods and pass what people in my group have been speculating is like the barrier into the woods, you, the you're threshold, gone. Sure. You're gone. I'm not gone. Huh. Sure, I, I've been there. I've done that. I left a stick and I took some wood from there. And I reach into my pocket and I, um, I walk over and I put it onto the counter. Uh, Adi, what, what, what Jeff is referring to is the barrier 
the the barrier between the plutonic timber, you remember stopping. Remember oh. you you were hey. right. You went through and you stopped it. Okay. That's when he's talking about when he says the threshold. So I I I took a little stroll. I found what I some footprints walking in, and I kind of trailed them, and then I couldn't get past this one part. And I like I don't know. It was really scary in there because like. There wasn't any birds, and there wasn't any bugs, and, like, it was super quiet. But I couldn't, like, walk past a certain point. But I did take a piece of wood, because it was a really cool-looking wood. And, like, now I'm freaked out that it's a cursed object or something, or, like, that there's ghosts. And I... A kid freaked me out earlier about vampires trying to, like, eat children or something like that. And I just need to know, is this a cursed object? Kit, Kit, look. Kit, Look, you may not watch movies, what? but I've I've lectured you for hours I, on this. You should know I've been training you to spot vampires. Okay. Look, all I'm saying is part of my training is to be aware that not all species of Nosferatu and their ways are known to us. I was merely speculating upon some heretofore undiscovered undead fuckers out there who might be preying upon the townspeople, and Adi, God bless him. Uh, took the message to heart. So now he's seeing vampires in every ice cream man and soda jerk. And I don't think that he's necessarily entirely wrong. But... Kit, Kit, answer me this. What's up? Are you not sheriff of this town? I, well, no, I'm, I'm Marshal. Marshal! I'm Marshal. Hey, okay, Mar- Marshal. Is he your deputy? He is my one hundred percent. He is my deputy. Do you do I need to teach you how much? No, sorry. No, I, I actually I, have I've two a, badges to show. I am I am deputy twice over. I've had a lot of challenges to my authority today, and I don't respond well to it. So I'm sorry. Um, you were saying what about it? Yes, he is my deputy. Okay, I expect you to know your vampires if you're going to tell it to your deputy. Here, okay, I'm just uh, look, uh, see, uh, 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 Jeff, I, I write Jeff. I write down these. I write down movies. Yeah, I put Audie, please pick out these movies. Kit needs a refresher course. I got it. I okay. Will. Argento's Dracula. Jeff, I'm not going to say you don't have a point. Near dark. What I am going to say is that you have been telling me about these tropes that you the to make movies. Yeah. And I know that just when you think you know all the rules, that's when it turns out you don't know as much as you think you do, and then, like, Large Marge goes oogity-boogity-boogity at you. So I'm just telling the boy to keep an open mind about what kind of vampires might be out there, that's all. Hey, Kit? Yes, sir? Didn't we come to Jeff to get answers? Well, yeah, no, we're engaged in a healthy discussion. <laughs> okay, this all is, right. And th- I want to be very clear, this is the nature of <laughs> Jeff and Kit's friendship, sure. right? It's just... <laughs> Adi, show Jeff the piece of wood you have. Um, yeah, bring I, up yonder uh, yonder lumber scrap. I, I pull it out from my pocket, um, and I put it down. Also, do you have any duct tape, Jeff? Uh, here you go. You you can use this, some of this. We use that to kind of put together the less than well-treated tapes. Let me get a better look at this. Jeff puts on a, uh, a jeweler's monocle mm-hmm. to get a better look at the wood. Now, we've been taking all the proper precautions around it. We've been keeping it out of direct moonlight. We've mm-hmm. been preventing anyone from rhyming near it. It's been super and hard. the closest, exactly, the closest it's been to a Buick is about 40 yards. So I think it's okay. But I mean, that's Ugh. just uh, Jimmy's Buick. So, like, we only were there earlier and we didn't even have the wood then. So we're fine. Exactly. No, we, it's, it's probably, it's probably fine. Yeah. 
Oh, so you've got I your jeweler's to, loop. All, all I have to tell you, Kit, is that you're being way too cautious. The, the superstitions like that are completely outrageous. Like, it's, it's bonkers and absurd. But Adi, they do say... Uh, uh, he takes a, a lick of his... Puts, get, gets his finger a little bit wet and rubs it along the bark and tastes it. Mm. Oh, yeah. You you picked a good one. They they say <laughs> if you ingest it, that you get some sort of supernatural powers from it with the ley lines and the spirits passing through the area. Yeah, you you have a good piece there. There's a lot of people that believe, and me and my group have been talking about it and why people might believe that these the timbers and the bark itself have a, a magical energy. It's because if you if you think of the way that the forest, if you picture it as a completely negative, evil energy, and that's the reason why once you pass into it, you're completely lost, is because you're just lost in... A, 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 mm-hmm. you're, you're taken away in waves of darkness. The mm-hmm. thing is, those trees keep that negative energy from flowing into the town. So what you mm-hmm. have in these trees is a cleansing effect of that energy, leaving only the most pure magic from the ley lines. Not good, not bad, but pure. They're ethereal coral? They strain the ley line energy? They cleanse it. Think of uh, some. Think of some like a, 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 a like a dream catcher, like purifying your dreams. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So Jeff has a, Jeff has established that that uh, the woods, the 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 trees uh, at the edge of the plutonic timber um, right. act as the as plutonic sort of a, threshold. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the, the the threshold act as sort of a purifier. Um, the way the ley lines are set up in this town, at least according to Jeff and according to his knowledge, uh, are mirror images of each other. So at the center, there is this pool of ley lines, uh, like, uh, you know, a, a they, pool they of converge. energy. Yeah, yeah. And a, 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 a lake, uh, if you would, um, with the tendrils of the streams branching off into different sections of the town. One section branches off completely into the plutonic timber, the other branches off into Spencer's Folly. So the idea is that these ley lines going one direction uh, is a ley line of good magical energy, and the ley lines on the other side are bad magical energy. The ley lines in the woods. Oh, dope. So it filters for Spencer's Folly. Yeah, where's the where's the switchover point? Where does uh the, the where threshold. does the good end? Okay, so the threshold is what separates the good from... Okay, alright, it acts as the filter. Okay. Aww. And so so the end part... No, I just put together Audie couldn't get through. That means Audie's good. Aww. Or unless I'm understanding it wrong and, like, he's evil and, like, he couldn't get into that part. <laughs> no! <laughs> he is pure of heart! <laughs> Audie, Jeff tells yes. you that... Uh... If you if you eat that piece of wood, you're gonna get some superpowers. Cool. I'm not gonna eat it right now, but wait. Like, well, does no. he have? Jeff... He's full of chicken. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I already had my dinner, so like, uh, Audie, that's, that's convenient. With, yeah? the, with the with the magical energy that's coming off of that bark, just the mm-hmm. little taste, I can already feel it working. You want to save this for a time when you need it at your most dire. Okay, sweet. Did you want that part that you licked? Like, you want me to break you off a piece, like a Kit Kat or something? Or no, 
I appreciate oh, okay. it, but you you did the legwork, but stay away from those woods, especially if you get that sense that you need to turn back. Hmm. Okay. I, I, I don't know, Jeff. I mean, you know I'm a cautious cat. You said so yourself. It's uh, almost to the point of being a fault, but I can't help but think But before this is over, we're going to face that threshold and have to find a way to cross. Also, that's our main objective. If that time comes, make sure you're ready, because like I told you, Kit, no one who has passed there willingly has ever returned. Now, see, that's a thing I wanted to talk to you about, because I was reading some back issues of that magazine you told me about when I first got to town, the Folly and Times. Uh, you know, Spencer's Folly's number one source for all things arcane and eldritch. And there are stories in there about people going into and coming out of... I mean, they don't call it the Plutonic Timber, obviously, right. because you can't be that upfront about it. Mm-hmm. But, like, people going into the Deep Woods and coming out, and coming out not right, or coming out with something behind them. And so is that... Do you know... Do you have any insight into that? Are, are those made up? Are those... Uh, was that a missupposition, or, or tall tales grown too large, or...? While I agree with you that, of course... That is the number one literature. Don't believe anything else that you hear. (laughs) People have a habit of being misinformed. I will say this one more time, just so we're clear. And he leans over the table, the countertop, and goes, No one entering those woods willingly has returned. All right. You told told me three times. And again, I've been going over that list of tropes you gave me, and I know what that means. I know rule of three. He's a fairy. It's important. Right? No? Kit, should we ask him two more times? I th- get- See, Deputy, this is why I bring you along. Yeah, I'm Thank far you, too sir. credulous. Much That's what it is. Jeffrey, Jeffrey you're a fairy. fairy. Although I love the trees, I'm not a fairy. Jeffrey, Jeffrey you're a fairy. fairy. Although the ability to fly would be absolutely sick, I'm not a fairy. Okay, cool. Thank okay. you, Jeff. Okay. Nothing personal. We just have, you know, there are rules in place. We have to abide by them. Of course. I, I, res- right. I respect your, your diligence. Jeff, is there any, I mean, beyond don't go in the woods, nobody comes back from the woods, which is good, good advice. I'm, I'm glad to get that information and straighten out that conflict I had in my informational logs here. And beyond the uh, magical piece of wood that young Oddsworth there has come into possession of, mm-hmm. um, do you know in this particular like, you know, the fairies, you told me they're weak against uh, iron, and also an unusually large percentage of their population uh, is lactose intolerant, and um, I wonder if there's oh. anything you know about about this this area of the supernatural, like the kind of the kind of thing that lives in the circle we're starting to travel in here. Like, is it like does it really hate like cumin? Audi writes down lactose intolerant, not lactose, and is intolerant. <laughs> um, I this sort of interest in the town and what's going on, I wouldn't pose upon fairies. While while they may be well, tricky right, right. every now and again, and they like to play a little bit of a prank, I don't. And they'll think, abduct a child now and then. Uh, it's it's <laughs> not as clear cut as that, but. I well, I mean think... the changelings, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's what would be causing this. But of, right. the, of the things that you did mention to me, did you say something about the PTA? Yeah. What about the PTA? Because like we went and talked to some of the Bobs, and some of them were 
more useful and polite than others, but the general consensus was that uh, they didn't think we needed to know anything, and that they, they couldn't tell us a whole lot that I hadn't already sussed out with some back issues of the Arcane and a little bit of research in the public library. So we're going to hit them up next. Do you know like anyone specifically we should talk to, or any questions we should ask, any follies we should avoid, like... Is there a secret word that we say and it gets us kicked out or anything? Like, what do you what do you know about the PTA? Because we don't know much about them. What I can tell you, boys, is, and I, he looks around. This is the first time you've seen him kind of cautious, a little bit of sweat appearing on his brow. Right. The PTA are the ones who run everything around here. I want you to be careful if you're going to go talk to them, because. People think it's the spooky woods, the PTA, that the PTA and everyone else thinks that the spooky woods are what's causing the disappearances, but this wouldn't be the first time that they were involved in someone disappearing in this town. Oh. Have any of you boys, have either of you heard of the Moosewood Boulevard incident? I'm aware of Moosewood Boulevard, but not no, the incident. Not, uh, I, don't, I don't think we, I didn't think we even had a Moosewood Boulevard. Yeah, it's close to the Four Corners. Oh, right, the, the MWB, yeah. There you go. So, before you guys were born, and before I was born, a little while ago, there was some bad things going on in this town. It was the children disappearing again, and they had one man that they wanted to put the blame on. They didn't believe that he wasn't responsible. No, they believed he was fully responsible for those people, for those children disappearing. And when they couldn't prove anything about it, they got rid of him in a bad, bad way. And some say that he didn't stay gone, that soon other kids started disappearing. Huh. And I believe 100% that they used Moosewood Boulevard's incident for the Nightmare on Elm Street series. But that's that's neither here nor there. But the PTA is dangerous, boys. Uh, I would be very careful about fooling around with them. So wait, let me let me get this straight. You think so? There was a there was a man that they thought was hurting children, and they took care of him. But he didn't stay taken care of, and now they're responsible for further children disappearances. Or was he like a scapegoat? Like they pinned it on I, him, and it was oh. really a PTA. With how many spirits oh. are working their way through this town, I believe he was a scapegoat. I believe that he wasn't involved. Whether it was the PTA making the kids disappear, or it was the woods, or what have you, they wanted him to be the blame, and they made him disappear. Oh. And with all Holy the spirits crap. going around, Jesus. I don't think he would stay dead. And I think he had some revenge in his mind, which is why more children disappeared. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. That adds up. That yeah. makes a lot of sense, given, given everything that we've, well, cause here's, you know, the man in this town, the lumber mill, the, you know, uh, ghost smelters kind of culture. Checkers. Uh, it truckers, it's all very, very macho, very, very masculine. But like when we went over to the to the Beavers, they couldn't tell us anything we didn't already know. And honestly, the whole thing seemed a little run down and sad. The the, the and, bo- you talk about the Bobs, yeah, the Bobs yeah. Beavers, uh-huh. yeah, the benevolent order of Beavers. Don't make you, 
You've been looking in the wrong place the entire time. So it would seem. I don't yeah. think so. My dad was here. The I got PTA. Thanks, patriarchy. The PTA runs everything. The Bobs are just some sad, pitiful little organization that runs their little rituals every month. And Jeff, you children. watch your mouth. That's my dad you're talking about. I dropped my video. Look, there are there, there's audio. Uh, he did not mean any disrespect. I am certain. You just gave me an evil Knievel toy, and my dad loves me. And then Adi runs to the corner and kind of cries. Hashtag uh, not all beavers. Adi? What? I have a free rental car. You, you know I didn't mean that. Free rental card, okay. Adi. <laughs> Can... <laughs> oh! You, you know it would make that more uh, appealing to me? Huh. What? Can I get that as like a... Uh... Can I get a fail point as well as a free rental card? No. Damn it! God damn it! <laughs> Shit! I, I'm 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 sorry, Audi. Free fail point has been checked out for months. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to charge a large restock. out! I know they can't get a new one from the distributor. Nigel, these uh, aren't your feelings fine. got hurt because of your dad points. They're fail points. <laughs> and Audi. You know what comes with every rental. Yeah. A popcorn. A popcorn, yes. It's very good. Okay, I'll, I'll I, pass I, over the free rental card and popcorn to Audi. What, what I'm simply saying, Audi, is I'm, job, I don't Eddie. think once for your dad's a bad dad. What I'm saying is that the Bobs, who like to make themselves seem so important, and their stupid jock kids that like to think they're somehow protecting the town... They don't know what they're doing. They're simply playing dress up, which is they're playing carbon copies of the Freemasons who are carbon copies of the Templars who are carbon copies of the Illuminati of down to a person in a cave with a loud voice. They would know nothing about protecting the town. <laughs> especially, especially not with that pitiful ripoff book they have. It, it's made with common bovine leather. <laughs> Even if they wanted to cast some sort of protection spell on the town and save the town from the big scary monsters of the woods, they couldn't do it with that book. Why not? What what book do they have and what book would they need? They have the book that's the teachings of the children of the black sign. That's no protection book. That's not their deal. Well, what book would they need, Jeff? They'd need a different book. It sure as heck ain't coming from that one. So where did they get this? What makes them think this is the rat book? I don't know. The daddy just probably give it to the give him a book of gobbledygook, to the, telling them it was some one thing or another. But no, the 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 teachings of the children of the black sign, they do not protect. I'll tell you that much. So, Jeff, here's my question. If the book they have is so much bunk, so much hokum, so much snake oil upon the printed page of, as you said, common bovine leather, how is it that what they used it for worked? Because it did. We saw the explosion. The flames! Jeff takes a big hearty sigh and goes, Listen, if I was to allow the even slight notion... That these idiot jocks that can't pull a C in grade A history 
have a book mm-hmm. th- have a proper book of the teachings of the children of the black sign and they are dumb enough to think that is some level of protection this town is doomed i got an idea i know jeff jocks are so dumb like they think that they're all awesome and like tough and stuff but like they've got no brains you know what i mean Oh, oh, trust me, Adi. I, I know. I mean, how dumb do you have to be to use the, like, the wrong book? Like, it's like, almost like they can't read, right? I mean, Jeff, you wouldn't be, like, a jock, like, if it came to that circumstance, right? Absolutely not. I would, I would know I, what book I was reading from. I, I know. I mean, like, obviously, the book that you would use would be, like... Well, the close, the closest I, I could think of would be... Um, as you, as you know, with D&D, you have the Necronomicon, the Ex Mortis, mm-hmm. there's the, the Book of right. Vile Darkness. So it would only make sense that you'd want a book that was the Book of Exalted Deeds, which, as you know, <laughs> of course you know, is the Paladin version. Uh-huh, right. So. Of course. Right. I mean, of maybe, course. maybe it would be uh, the teachings of the children of the Holy Sign or the Sun. Something bright that wouldn't be the black sign. Right. I know, it's like the absolute opposite. Yeah, you'd be looking for something that's essentially the exact opposite of what they have. Because right. that, that ain't it. I will say, as confusing and difficult and dangerous and, uh, frankly, troublesome as this has all been, I really do appreciate that matters like this do tend to have a nice symmetry like that. That's convenient. Oh, I couldn't agree more. It's 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 easy when you know that, well... Always remember, boys, that the brightest lights cast the darkest shadows. That's awesome. Okay, you think we need anything else? I'm furiously writing. Um. <laughs> yes. Um. Baby Ruths. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a little <laughs> bit more of an info dump. Um, Please do. From this. Uh, I love it. One of the reasons why Jeff does feels like the copy that they have uh, is a fake is because the original copy of the Book of the Children of the Black Sign uh, was stolen from Arkham, Massachusetts mm. uh, in the late 1600s. Oh, shit. <sighs> okay. So Jeff is probably wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay. Uh so Okay, that that penny so, drops in Kit's head. That penny drops in Kit's head. Mm-hmm. So So let's let let's assume just for the sake of argument, let's uh let's play Archdevil's advocate. Um if they had the genuine book, if they had the teachings of the children of the black sign, what could they do with that? They could essentially, in only the way a dumb jock could. Right. They're the right. worst. Destroy right. the entire town. Dumb stinky jocks. Uh, release an internal darkness onto it, crashing like a wave mm-hmm. and enveloping every child and every person in this place in vile darkness. Well, that sounds like something we should avoid if at all possible. Even at the very least, if they're using some of the lesser spells and they're not delving into destroying the entire town, they're putting putting everyone at risk. They don't have any spell slots yet, yeah. They're destroying the filter! 
Kit flips through his notebook, uh, comes to the last page he has um, indexed for for this part of the, the adventure. He says, and Jeff, I got two more questions for you. First of all, um, uh, ma- main question, this question will probably have sub-bullets, main heading, uh, are you familiar with Jonathan Spencer, true founder of Spencer's Folly, and possible warlock and possible warlord? <laughs> Kit, you I know figured. me. I love I learning about that. I know everything there is to know. I have a group. We meet on Tuesdays. Okay. It's the Look, best. Yeah, Kit, don't, I'm just don't saying. Don't insult the man. Well, no, I just, wow, guys, no, I just, I didn't. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I, I would love to entertain your question. Thank you, Jeff. Sorry if we insulted you. I'm just saying, I don't want to assume people know other things. I just, Kit, I'm in my first year of college studying philosophy. I know everything. (laughs) You're absolutely right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have. I should have remembered. That. I should have remembered that the community college student is at the very top of the of the chain of mystic information and secrecy. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, that that established, I was able to suss out that according to the story, to the best information we have, the last words of Jonathan Spencer after butcherating his entire family for no readily apparent reason, the last words scrawled on the wall in somebody's blood or bloods. Were yeah. he is awake, we must end. Now I have two questions. First question: Do you know what the hell that means? Second question: Who is he? What is the name of the thing in the woods? Well, order answering your questions in order. I can tell you that me and my group have sussed out four possible full versions of what he originally wanted to say. Okay. One. He has awakened. We must end him before he ends us. Okay. Two. He has awakened. We must endure. Three. He has awakened. We must end our time in Spencer's Folly. And four. He has awakened. We must end our use of magic once and for all. Ooh. Each one giving its own interesting little tidbit, but the last one identifying and them saying that they in fact have been using magic is by far the most interesting and what it's yeah. pointing to currently. Yeah, that um that actually that that one is the most the most fraught with possibility, I think. Now he you're asking about. He, I assume, is Whatever lives beyond the etheric coral in the heart of the plutonic timber. If I had to entertain the idea that there is some creature out there preying on youngins, yes. That would, as far as I can group, my, me and my group can talk, we assume that that would be the being in the forest. Okay. Yeah, by the way, how's my membership application status there? I know you said you'd vouch for me and try to get me in there. That they they appear to be a very discerning group, but like, is there any progress? Do you think I'm gonna think that maybe there's maybe there's room for me? Also, what was the name of it? I keep forgetting. I'm sorry. Yeah, what's the name of your group? I'm sorry, Jeff? I got a new notebook from Kid. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't ported over all his old notes yet. And I'm I like taking notes now, so yeah. Spencer Foliates, the number one knowledge for Spencer Foley things. 
Yeah, right. So how's my? You said you said you vouched for me. You said you're trying to fast track my application. I mean, I feel I really feel like I could bring a lot to the group. Uh, as you know, they're pretty discerning. Yeah. And the mom keeps complaining that there's only enough room in the basement for four people. Well, I don't know. It feels a lot like you're dodging my questions, but we'll get back to it. We'll we'll, we'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very exclusive. Uh, well, yeah, no, they would have to be. They can't just let anybody in. I understand. Can't, when yeah, when the group has finally accepted you, a raven will drop a a wrapped scroll at the front of your door. <laughs> I should time. probably stop shooting every raven I see. <laughs> so. Uh, so that is it for uh, information that Jeff has for you guys. You guys can wrap things up how you see fit, and then we are going to end this episode. I, I will literally wrap things up. I am Do going it. to utilize the duct tape with the quarters my dad gave me and I'm going to roll, roll them up and make them tight. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, to, 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 what, you, to what, to what, to what uh, end? Adi, Adi. Uh, to what, to what? If you keep those yes. quarters in your hand, uh, you will get a plus two on strength checks if you are fighting yes. someone. Uh, that, that's uh, what I want to do and I also don't want anyone taking my quarters. So thank you. <laughs> Adi is the first of you guys to uh, have a weapon. So what up, Adi? That's true. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea what's gonna happen, Adi. Yes. Uh, I I seem to be noticing that you're fashioning quarters into a pseudo brass knuckles. Oh, I just I I'm trying to keep them all together. They're getting a little loose in my pockets. Oh, just. Remember, don't hit another child, but if you see a jock, the groin will make him go down quick. Oh, I'm gonna uppercut the heck out of that groin. <laughs> Righteous. Righteous. <laughs> and that's where Righteous. we're going to end this episode. <laughs> yup, that sounds about right. Thank you everybody for tuning in to Peculiar Objects. Uh, I was your host, Anthony. With me was Casey, Nigel, and yep. our guest star, Max Matta. Max! Um, you can well done, Max, Max Meta on nothing because uh, this is the first time he's ever done anything on it. <laughs> However, it's true. Uh, I am making, I am, we are in the planning stages of making a podcast with him and Nigel called Anthony Watches a Scary Movie See. that will come out eventually. Have no idea when. Mm. Um, if you like this podcast, please listen to our other podcasts on our network. We have a bunch of them. All of them are starring Casey. Uh, That's there not is true. In Virtue. Uh, <laughs> all of them currently are starring Casey. They don't star me. I'm just on them. <laughs> you're the you're the the crutch, the the crux, the the focal point of of that's of true. All of these, anyways. I'm the crossroads. Uh, you can listen baby. to Dyson Virtue, a D and D five got a podcast devil in my eyes. Uh, Dylan, mm-hmm. Christina, and Casey. You can listen to the Final Problem, a Sherlock Holmes study podcast with Casey yep. and Nicholas. You can watch Squirrel Scouts of America, a a a Squirrel Girl study podcast with uh, Casey, Andrew Orsi, and our very own Liz Layton. Um, Lil Miz, Lil Liz Miz, that little Lil Liz Defy. Or you can listen to the Gerald Field Report, a critical media study of the Hey Arnold series done by Casey and me. Holy shit. If you like us, please subscribe mm-hmm. to our Patreon. This is how you're paying for sexy mics. Uh, this is how you're going to pay for a uh, better recording program for Nigel whenever that eventually comes. Um, please and thank you. Uh, <laughs> 
Please subscribe to our Twitter feed at the underscore P.O. Box. Uh, tell us your rumors. Tell us your towns. Tell, give us a story hook. Uh, we had our first guest story yeah. hook today, and I really enjoyed it because it means right. I, I have to do less writing. So if you do yep. that, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be better. And you get to influence uh, the town for the mm-hmm. week. Yep. One of um, our rumors today got put on uh, the show Subscribe tonight, to our Discord. So. Talk to us. Uh, I'm thinking, is there anything else? Like, I kind of ran through that no. fast. Sometimes no, it's true. Things. Like of all those things, I think that getting getting Nigel's recording situation upgraded because right now he's just yelling into a parrot's face. And <laughs> yeah, over to my. It's over a very to my talented house. parrot. It is. It's and very Nigel, exhausting. I have to say, I I worry mm-hmm. about your obsession with crackers. <laughs> well, you know, it's just how I roll, man. I I had an obsession since kindergarten to try to whistle while eating crackers, and it just it went haywire. You're gonna get there. <laughs> All right, I will. Darn it! So everybody, I'll learn to wh- learn how to whistle first. <laughs> As always, <Good> help. <laughs> if you think you see a vampire, talk to your local video store clerk. He's That's going true. to know the real the real identifying cases of yep. what vampires are. And mm-hmm. if you get a book passed down from generation to generation. Maybe not read from it, especially yeah. if it's in yeah. an evil-looking language. That uh, <laughs> that's what we'll take away from this. And don't crazy read crazy stuff happens to it. Judge a yeah. book by uh, its cover. Exactly. There it is. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, Why are you talking about the Bible so mean, Tony? Bye. <laughs> Keep it creepy, Bye, buddies. Cute, spooky synth music. Dance rave music. Ooh, ooh, did the cue. Ooh, 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 did the cue. Oh, it's queued up. Oh, oh, we're gonna do the cue. Do the, do the music. So, uh, normally, when we start these episodes, I, as your narrator, uh, give you a little story hook, a little introduction to mm. the events that are transpiring in the town at the time. Uh, today... Sorry, I thought of one. Twilight Zone movie. There's a kid on a bike in it. He gets hit by a car. Yeah, oh, and there's buddy. also a kid who actually got to capture. I was gonna say, he got hit by a helicopter. Uh, by a helicopter in that film. Yeah. We love you, John Landis. Sorry, uh, buddy. Uh, cut that out, put that at the end. Um, <laughs> so... Was that like a fucked up pun you intentionally said? No. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Oh, oh, <laughs> no, I forgot about the horrible off-screen happenings that ironically led to increased safety and pay and protection for child workers in the film industry. The, the worst part is the most recent article that's like, John Landis, did you need to put that scene in? Did you need to watch it back a few times? I'm like, oh, right. good lord. Jeez. Ooh, yikes. Jeff, whenever you are ready, please lead us into chapter nine, chapter seven, chapter seven. This is the worst thing I ever decided about this podcast. Tony, here, look, I see one of the things I love about you and about this experience is that you've, you've taught me to be much more production minded with my podcasts where like we can just do takes and stuff. Why don't you just say chapter seven, chapter eight, chapter nine, like really confidently and I can just cut in whichever one's right. It's fine. Fine. Absolutely. Okay. 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 So, uh, and now I'm going to introduce Jeff who will, uh, introduce uh the town for chapter seven chapter eight chapter nine (laughs) chapter ten Mm. 
That's good stinger. There you go. <laughs> I can tell you as a viewer, it's really weird hearing these lead-ins to episodes that haven't been made yet. Mm-hmm. I would have to imagine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. Max, is, Max, is, Max is two episodes behind. He has no idea what the hell we're happening. What the hell is happening, so he's going to be able to... Okay, so... Yeah, that uh, random wombat in that last episode was crazy. Yeah, I don't know why we need wombats. I can't Spencer's believe Polly. the Wienermobile came to town and was full of bats. <laughs> right? So you guys... Not sensitive And Adi got to ride Shotbun. <laughs> Welcome to Casey and Nigel's final episode of Pure Objects, everybody. <laughs> Nigel didn't do anything. Let Nigel stay. No, we're a team. We're going Max, down together. Casey, Casey, this is this is what I was uh, was waiting until we actually started recording to tell you. Uh, there's <laughs> a, there's another reason why I brought Max in uh, to this episode. I'm in danger. <laughs> Um, your time here has been really fun. We really appreciate <laughs> right. you. It has. I've had a great time. We've all had a great time. It's time for you to it's time for go to continue to start the episode. <laughs> well, well, it's going to be hard for me to do that while I'm on this podcast, though. <laughs> I don't. I don't even have the accent down yet. I'll just turn it into a slow John uh, John Wayne. Well, we've there you go. Do this, Casey. <laughs> Casey, you would just take my character. <laughs> Casey, you ventriloquist. I was looking at your mouth the whole time. How did you pass? <laughs> okay. Notice how my mouth never moves. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm just saying, when, when they get a friend who works at the comic book store and somebody introduces Kit to Watchmen, he's going to really identify <laughs> with Rorschach in a couple of ways. All right. <laughs> Only a couple. Not all of them. Not, Both fans mostly, mostly beans. beans. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, God, isn't it? Just, yeah, it's, it's all beans, actually. Every page he's open for... When's Rorschach going to get more beans? Well, well, well you, don't, you don't even know. Max and I have decided we're going to make an all-beans dub of, oh, of Watchmen the movie. Oh, Every line you. is just dubbed over with Rorschach saying the word beans. Beans. That's, that's just the one beans, touch beans, that Snyder needed. Beans. Beans. <laughs> and the very final, the very last line is, taste fine like this. <laughs> yep, you, you, you read my mind. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he, he, right. says, he says, he screams fine like this and then gets vaporized. <laughs> yep. Just into refried beans. It's very visually stimulating. <laughs> We've been keeping it at a direct moonlight. Uh, we have been preventing people from rhyming near it, and we have kept it out of the presence of the Irish. Which I didn't really wow. understand that so much. No. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. <laughs> what is your anti-Barney stone? That's what he told me. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, he right, says right, it'll right, chase right, them right. and the snakes out of Ireland. Is that not right? Sorry, uh, out of character question, I'll cut it. Is it Black Sun or Black Sign? Black Sign. Sign. Black the, teaching, sorry, sorry, the book sign. is called The Teachings of the of the Children, Children of the of Black the Sign. Bl- of the Black Sign. Sorry if I didn't okay. communicate that part earlier. 
No, 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 no. Sorry, you're doing a, you're doing a, uh, an accent, and the way, the way, the cadence of your it's accent vowel thing. makes yeah, yeah. words like the vowels, yeah, kind of yeah. get ma- meshed. No trouble at all. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a terrifying Stephen King title, by the way. The vowels get meshed. Oh no, the children. Never mind. So children teaching the children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. The diphthong! The vowels get the mix. Okay. The third giant. Schwa, schwa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh god, so it's Adam Sandler again! Everyone run! <laughs>